You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. And let's just talk a little bit about A&M basketball. This is definitely something that is not looking to be exactly on the same page of what I think a lot of people wanted. However, things take time, and this is just another one of those moments that probably will. I mean, Texas A&M, unfortunately, lost to a top 25 team, and that's really what this comes down to. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a protein bar meets a candy bar. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next purchase. That promo code is LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast, Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out. I will add it into the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Texas A&M basketball, it's, it's a weird conversation. This is definitely something that is very different than anything I imagined, and this is definitely a team that still does not have their face. They do not have their rhythm. They do not have their consistency. They don't know really what they are. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to not know who you are as a team. But you look at how strong of a defensive performance they just played against Mississippi State on the road, and then they return home to face off against a top 25 team in Missouri who perhaps is a little overrated. I, I Don't get me wrong. I think Missouri is a good team. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but they're not at that same level as the Kentuckys, as the Tennessees, as anything else in the world. By the way, we're going to be talking about Tennessee in a quick moment. But again, any one of these games against Conzo Martin's squad, you can get a win. And last season, they were able to get a win in Columbia because they'd be able to get one at home. That really didn't go their way. Andre Gordon had his best game of the season, finished with 19 total points on the afternoon. However... It was a big home stretch. They missed 11 consecutive shots in the second half to allow Missouri to go on a 10-0 run. Javon Pickett scored a pivotal three-point play to launch them to a 21-5 run with four minutes left in the game. In the end, it came down to the final score of, of course, sorry about that, 68-52. Again, good start to the game. Really good start. Really good play. From A&M, they had a deficit. What was it? I think they were only down three at halftime. And then for them to be able to come back and make some big-time plays in the open, in the open court, I thought they did a really good job. They took a 24-7 lead with 4.04 left in the half. At that point, uh, you just start seeing the Tigers shoot. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Uh, Javon Tillman and uh, Kamani Browns combined for 23 points. Drew Smith and Javon Pickett each finished with 15 and 12, respectively. Uh, they out rebound AM by 12. They outshot AM by, I think, 18%. Gordon was able to get an 8 0 run to give the Aggies a uh, put the Aggies down by 10 with 743 to, to cl- uh, close out the second half. That was as close as they got. 10 point differential. 
when that happens, that's the problem. We already said this, and this is kind of evident at this point. If A&M scores 56 points, they're in really good hands. If they don't, then they're in a lot of trouble. That's what happened. They weren't even able to get to 50 before the final, I think it was two minutes left in the quarter. Half. They weren't even able to get to 50. They got two more shots off within the final, I think it was 90 seconds. That's not what you want. Again, the problem with this is not only the roster doesn't have a consecutive number two guy. But what's amazing is how when Andre Gordon plays his best, everyone else around him struggles. He had an incredible game, especially late against Mississippi State. He built off that. J.J. Chandler had the second most points at 11. Savion Flack had the third most points at 9. They weren't able to get any more shots off. They weren't able to contend. They played really close in the second half. And that's about it. That's where it kind of ended. You have to have something a little bit more consistent than that. And it's not for any other reason than the fact of what it means for this team. Yeah, they have a still good shot to finish up the season strong. But let's look at it right now. They're sitting at 7-5 and five on the year, I think. If I'm mistaken. Yeah, 7-5 and five on the year. I think they're, yeah, they're 2-4 and four in SEC play. They have to start winning. They have to start winning cons- consistently. You look at what, you know, Missouri is. They were 1-2 and two going into the weekend. They hadn't really played a lot of teams. This is supposed to be a game that really kind of showed how close the SEC truly is. It's not. Or at least A&M is sitting in that category of on the bottom half tier. Maybe not even bottom half tier. Maybe just bottom or tier to where they still have no idea what their identity is. Are they a defensive team? Are they an offensive team? Doesn't really know. Doesn't really feel either way. And that's problematic in its own capacity for the Aggies. It's going to be really interesting to see where they go from here. It's going to be really interesting to see how they close out the month of January. They have three more games this month. If they can go strong, I think, I think there's a shot for this to be one of the bigger names. But they're going to have to find a way to get this team rolling especially in the second half of SEC play. College basketball is right around the corner. So is the NFL playoffs. The NFC Championship, AFC Championship, and of course, Super Bowl are just a few weeks away. And that means a lot of bets are going to be have to be made. That's why I recommend when you go make the bet, go to the one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag has the number one lines, updated information, and gives you the perfect scores to help you set up and win some cash today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Go to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for 50% off your first deposit. That promo code is Locked On for 50% off. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson, back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. 2020, officially over. Thank God. That means 2021 is a chance for you to start fresh 
and win some moolah. If you want to, go ahead and listen to the Locked on Bet show with your boy Q and Paramount Sports Lee Sterling. They give you the best lines, the best bets, and up-to-date information on everything college basketball, NBA, and college uh, NFL all the way through the end of the month. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So breaking news coming into Locked on Aggies today. We are losing another coach in the SEC. Jeremy Pruitt, after three years with the Tennessee Volunteers, is out. This is not due to what he did on the field production-wise. This is due to NCAA regulations that cost him his job after the uh, you know after his time at Alabama. He is now out. The team is looking for their new head coach. Philip Fulmer has come out and said, I would like to make the next hire for the head coach and then retire. This is going to be really interesting for AM because now AM played all three coaches in what was basically their final game. They played South Carolina. South Carolina lost. They fired Will Muschamp the next day. They played Auburn. Auburn got a win that meant absolutely nothing at the end of the year. Gus Malzahn was fired two days later. The week before, they played Alabama. It was close. If he would have beaten Alabama, I think he would have saved his job. And this one doesn't really count, but it's still fun to talk about because let's just be real. Jeremy Pruitt, he was always a good hire, wasn't a great hire, wasn't a hire that I think a lot of people were like jumping up and down. We got Jeremy Pruitt. Oh my God. It was just a, all right, well, we got a new head coach. He's going to replace Butch, Butch Jones. He's going to be our next guy. Let's see if it works. And it kind of did. I mean, when you really think about it, if you don't include this season, which I knew was always going to be kind of a up and down year, his first year, they improved. His second year, they were really, really good. They were on the cusp of actually being a really competitive Tennessee team. This year, they struggled. And NCAA, you know, cracked out on them. There were so many regulations that happened to this team that this job now is in a big conflux of what in the heck is going on. It's amazing whoever takes this job because of how much you're going to lose in scholarships, in sponsors, in you know, recruiting and bowl games. And it's almost a death penalty without a death penalty where you are 100% going to be gone from any conversation of potentially making it to a bowl game, you know, really being in that top 10 recruiting classes. And whoever takes this job is going to be in for a big, big, big rebuild. And guess what? The fan base of Tennessee, they have to accept it. They have to be, okay, we are good. We're going to figure it out. We're going to take this slowly. We're going to do this right. Question is, who's the right guy? Seriously, who is the right person to lead this squad? That's where it kind of comes down to a conversation. Would Mike Elko be in the conversation? Potentially, yes, I would say he should. You look at how the defense has been. You look at how the defense has reacted. You watch how A&M consistently has improved year in and year out and what he brings as a recruiter it's hard not to say oh yeah he's not in conversation when clearly he should be but I don't know if he's going to be the top name on the list Kevin Steele the former Auburn defense coordinator will be taking over 
at the time being as the interim head coach. This could be the entire year of next year. This could be just for now. This really comes down to how they decide to handle it. It, it. It's pretty funny. You know, Tennessee, this program that's supposed to be on the rise, one of the better programs in the SEC, one of these programs that is going to eventually be back to relevancy. You know, the Peyton Manning days, the the Philip Fulmer days as the head coach. When are we getting that back? Because I hear about it all the time. Legitimately, I hear about it nonstop, and I don't know when I'm going to get it. It also is really funny that you look at how recruiting has gone in the SEC East especially. You're seeing Florida and Georgia just run away with the competition. Who's third? Is Missouri now third? Because Missouri's making their case to be the third best team in the SEC East. Is Tennessee still third? Is Kentucky third? Kentucky has not the worst class, but they're definitely on the rise. I like Clark Leah a lot. I think he can do a lot of great things for the program out in Vanderbilt. I'm not sure about Shane Beamer just yet. I think Beamer's in for the toughest task right now because everyone's just like, oh, Shane's going to be eventually, you know, leaving to go to Virginia Tech when, you know, Justin Puente gets fired. All right, so now Shane Beamer, what, he's there for a year? So Tennessee in my opinion, might be the fifth or sixth school in the SEC East right now. I mean, I would immediately look at Georgia, Florida out of the way. I'd, I'd consider Vanderbilt in about two years as a team on the rise. I think you could really make a great argument for Kentucky and Missouri. I think South Carolina and Tennessee right now... <clears throat> are in shambles. And what's really going to matter is who they hire as the head coach. In my opinion, the top name on the list is going to be uh, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze was the guy who was expected to go to Auburn. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's got to be Hugh Freeze. It's got to be Hugh Freeze. It's got to be Hugh Freeze at Auburn. And then he didn't want it. He didn't go. He didn't leave. They went with Brian Harson. Harson may be a good hire. Harson may be an out-of-the-loop hire. Nobody really knows. But you have him open. I think that's the first phone call you make. I think because of he knows the recruiting trail there, I think because of what he's done, how he you know has lived and worked in Tennessee, in the Memphis area, in the Ole Miss area, what he's just brought to the programs up there, Arkansas, he can recruit very well. I think that's a name to watch for. I think the next name to watch for, Gus Malzahn. Let's just say that this is a hire that you wait a year or two for. Everyone said Gus Malzahn was going to leave Auburn to go to uh, Arkansas. And it would have made sense because he had ties to Arkansas. I don't see it now because what Sam Pittman did, but I do think that Tennessee would be next in line. He's a good offensive-minded coach. He's a guy who comes with very little problems. He's worked with Kevin Steele in the past, and if Steele really enjoys him and gives him the, you know, the word, this would be interesting. This would definitely be an interesting hire. I think the dark horse to watch out for would be either Billy Napier, another you know Nick Saban disciple who was also considered for Auburn. I think when you really break it down, it won't happen because of unfortunately the third Saturday in October, you're not going to beat Nick Saban. And he has a better shot of building his resume to either making Louisiana and the Raging Cajuns one of the better teams 
in the Sun Belt, or he can pivot that into a really big-time job that he wants, say like Arizona State, where he was the offense coordinator for a little bit, or if Mario Cristobal was to leave Oregon, maybe he could do that. Or even you could throw in maybe UCLA if Chip Kelly's on the hot seat. Any one of those names definitely could be there. I think the super dark horse, which I don't see happening, but it would make a lot of sense, is Jamie Chadwell for Coastal Carolina. What he did for the program is huge. What he did to make the Chanticleers get that jump from the FCS level to the FBS level and be competitive really early on in their career at the Sun Belt, that's another reason why I think that that would be a really good hire. They need someone who has done this kind of rebuild. And even though the Chanticleers didn't really rebuild, they took their program, what it was at, and they took that jump and elevated it to another level. You got to give a lot of credit for them there. That's definitely something that I think a lot of people look at and go, okay, we are in a full rebuild. Can you help us? I think that'd be a good hire. I don't think Scott Satterfield's going to do it. I don't think you're going to see a big-time name like, you know, James Franklin leave or Mario Cristobal leave. So, Freeze is going to be the first call, but I'm not going to be shocked if Gus Malzahn would technically be the second one on the list. Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, you know the Built Bar codes of the past 12 different variety flavors. Definitely a different treat, but with six new flavors, you're up to 18. Every bar is covered in 100% real chocolate with a soft nougat center, and they're more like candy bars than they are protein bars. Plus, they're great for someone on the keto diet because they're low in fiber, low in sugar, high in protein, and low in carbs. When you eat the peanut butter brownie one, you have 19 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. You're not going to find a product like this anywhere else out on the shelf. And when you go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll save 20% off your next order. Use that promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating your salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Colt Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Colt Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're also checking in every single day for up-to-date content with all things around Texas A&M and all college sports here at LockedOnPodcast.com. Today's show is going to end a little bit sooner than usual. Most people are kind of paying attention to what happens next. There's not really a lot of news today in them outside of basketball right now. So you can't really go that much further. I have so much more content to get through this week. And instead, I want to close the show out talking a little bit about what today means. And I don't get political. I, I don't want to get political. I, I never, ever will do that part to get political. I think that when it comes down to what you guys are here to listen to is to escape the outside world. But I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that today is Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King was one of the biggest pioneers in the civil rights movement back in the 1960s and what he was able to do for the African-American society. At 39 years old, he was tragically assassinated at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. His role in helping build a better America will forever be remembered and remissed by our country. Today is one of those days where you literally look back and can remember everything that he has stood for and how he's acted. 
And I look at today's world and the way that we are, and I wonder what Dr. King would say. And I wonder what Dr. King would act like. It's been over 50 years since his passing, and his message still runs through to this moment. Usually today we see parades. We see people speak highly of the situation of the world that we're in. We look at the future of what is to become. And instead, because of a pandemic, we don't see that today. We don't see every single American acting like true Americans out on the street, treating each other with decency, honor, and respect. And it's something I truly miss. I think a lot of people truly miss. Many events have been moved online, offered virtually through Zoom or other apps. Of course, they're trying to do their part to make sure that we still continue to fight the unjust and the uncauses of what is going on in our country today. But let's just look at this. And remember that it's been over 50 years since the passing of Dr. King. But Dr. King's message still runs through today. I have a dream through every mountaintop, from sea to shining sea, that I will be able to be exactly treated as an individual, as an equal in this great country. I always try to treat every single person with that same respect that I am given. It's not about the color of their skin. It's about just the honesty and the respect that we as Americans should give to one another. That's about as political as I'm going to get with it. But Dr. King and what he has done and how his legacy has impacted so many people, white, black, Hispanic, LBGTQ members, his legacy lives on. What we do with that legacy matters. A pioneer in helping build the country. Dr. King's legacy forever should be honored, respected, and remembered. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Give me a follow. Give me a shout out tomorrow. Let's do an Ask an Aggies day. Let's get your questions in. Let's figure out what you want to know going into this week, what we can expect going forward, what I'm hearing about several players, who can be back, who can be leaving the program. We'll talk all that much, much more tomorrow. We'll see you then. And remember, dig them, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.